And Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged. The soldiers also twisted together a crown of thorns, put it on his head, and threw a purple robe around him. And they repeatedly came up to him and said, Hail, King of the Jews, and were slapping his face. Pilate went outside again and said to them, Look, I'm bringing him outside to you to let you know I find no grounds for charging him. Then Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. Pilate said to them, Here is the man. When the chief priests and the temple police saw him, they shouted, Crucify! Crucify! Pilate responded, Take him and crucify him yourselves, for I find no grounds for charging him. We have a law, the Jews replied to him, and according to that law he must die, because he made himself the Son of God. When Pilate heard this statement, he was more afraid than ever. He went back into the headquarters and said, and asked Jesus, Where are you from? But, Pilate did, but Jesus did not give him an answer. So Pilate, said, so Pilate said to him, You're not talking to me? Don't you know that I have the authority to release you and the authority to crucify you? You would have no authority over me at all, Jesus answered him, if it hadn't been given to you from above. This is why, no one who handed, this is why the one who handed me over to you has the greater sin. From that moment, Pilate made every effort to release him. But the Jews shouted, If you release this man, you are not Caesar's friend. Anyone who makes himself a king opposes Caesar. When Pilate heard these words, he brought Jesus outside. He sat down on the judge's bench in a place called the Stone Pavement, or Gabbatha. It was the preparation day for the Passover, and it was about six in the morning. Then he told the Jews, Here is your king. But they shouted, Take him away, take him away, crucify him. Pilate said to them, Should I crucify your king? We have no king but Caesar, the chief priest answered. So then, because of them, he handed him over to be crucified. Therefore they took Jesus away. Carrying his own cross, he went out to what is called to what is called the skull place, which in Hebrew is called Gogotha. Gogotha. There they crucified him and two others with him, one on either side, with Jesus in the middle. Pilate also had a sign lettered and put on the cross. The inscription was, Jesus the Nazarene, the King of the Jews. Many of the Jews read this sign because the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Hebrew, Latin, and Greek. So the chief priests of the Jews said to Pilate, Don't write the King of the Jews, but that he said, I am the King of the Jews. Pilate replied, What I have written, I have written. When the soldiers crucified Jesus, they took his clothes and divided them into four parts, a part for each soldier. They also took the tunic, which was seamless, woven in one piece from the top. So they said to one another, Let's not tear it, but toss for it, to see who gets it. They did this to fulfill the scripture that says, They divided my clothes among themselves. They cast lots for my clothing. And this is what the soldiers did. Standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple he loved, standing there, he said to his mother, Woman, here is your son. Then he said to the disciple, Here is your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her, the disciple took her into his home. <clears throat> After this, when Jesus knew that everything was now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, 
He said, I'm thirsty. A jar full of sour wine was sitting there, so they fixed a sponge full of sour wine on hyssop and held it up to his mouth. When Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. Then bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. Since it was preparation day, the Jews did not want the bodies to remain on the cross on the Sabbath. They requested that Pilate have the men's legs broken and that their bodies be taken away. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first man and of the other one who had been crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus, they did not break his legs, since they saw that he was already dead. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and at once blood and water came out. He who saw that this has testified, so that you may also believe. His testimony is true, and he knows he is telling me the truth. For these things happen so that the scripture will be fulfilled, that not one of his bones would be broken. Also, another scripture says, they will look at the one they pierced. After this, Joseph of Arimathea, who was the disciple of Jesus, but secretly, because of his fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might remove Jesus' body. Pilate gave him permission, so he came and took the body away. Nicodemus, who had previously come to him at night, also came, bringing a mixture of about 75 pounds of myrrh and aloes. Then they took Jesus' body and wrapped it in linen cloths with the, arom- with the aromatic spices, according to the burial custom of the Jews. There was a garden in the place where he was crucified. A new tomb was in the garden. No one had yet been placed in it. They placed Jesus there because of the Jewish preparation and since the tomb was nearby. Father, We are so thankful for you. We worship you today and every day. Today we solemnly come before you recognizing our sinfulness and how much we deserved to be up there on that cross. And so we thank you for carrying our sin and shame that we might live. But we will never understand why We just know that you love. We know how kind, caring, compassionate you are. So we just thank you for that. We really come to you in gratitude for what you've done. Wholehearted gratitude. Lord, we ask that we would never become numb to this message of the crucifixion that that it wouldn't just become jewelry that we wear or a sign that we put on our wall or outside of our church but that when we see the cross we recognize the punishment and the sacrifice of jesus what he did for us that we might live that we might experience salvation and fullness in Him, that we might experience freedom in Him. Lord, let us never forget what you did for us. Help us to become never become numb to the message.
crucifixion. Lord, now in 2022, we know what you've already done on Sunday, what you'll do. But Lord, help us to have a mindset of solemnness and of recognizing our own mistakes and how we hung you on that cross and continue to hang you on that cross each day. Lord, help us to turn from our own fleshly desires, to turn towards your love and your truth. We just really ask that we fully begin to understand the weight of that cross that you carried and that you died on and that curse that you took upon yourself for us. Help us to not just go through the motions, not just wear some nice, happy-looking clothes on Sunday, pastels and stuff. Lord, help us to fully recognize and understand, feel, touch, what you did for us on that cross, being flogged, being mocked, being persecuted, experiencing death, completely undeserved, a fully just, a fully righteous man, the son of God, dying a brutal, painful, scarring, and yet undeserved death. That's what you did for us. Let that message never leave our souls, our hearts. Help us to dwell on what you did and who you are. Because we know that you did what you did because of who you are. Because you love us. Because you are good and faithful and gracious and kind and compassionate. We thank you for who you are and for what you did on that cross. In Jesus' name, amen.